0: going on, everybody? Welcome back to Coffee and Headphones. My name is Caleb.
1: My name is Trevor.
0: And today, we are here to talk about round two of the NBA playoffs. This is a podcast where brothers talk about brother things. You can find us everywhere. By everywhere, I mean Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, at Coffee and Headphones Pod. Uh, Trevor,
1: how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, bro. I uh, started off my morning, as everybody wishes to on hold with the bank for an hour so that was fun nice why uh okay so as we talked about in the last episode i just moved into a new apartment new city Mm -hmm. and uh i went to do laundry last tuesday i think yeah eight days ago and they double charged me for loading up my account you know me like I don't got money like that right now. So I was like, hey, yo, yo, I don't need to be double charged for this. So I contacted the bank last week, like a week ago today, and I was on hold for a bit. And then they were like, oh, you have to talk to the merchant. So then I called the merchant. I was on hold for a bit. And they were like, uh, you got to send an email to the refund department. I sent an email to the refund department. Didn't hear anything. Sent a follow-up the next day. Didn't hear anything. Called them again on Friday. And they were like, Oh, yeah. uh, We can't do anything. You got to talk to your bank. Mm. So I called the bank. Well, actually, I sent them another email and I was like, yo, what the heck? You asked for screenshots. You can clearly see I was double charged and only one of those payments went into my account But whatever. I called the bank again today. I was on hold for literally an hour, literally an hour just for the dude to be like, oh, yeah, sorry. We can't do anything. You have to wait 30 days before you can like mandate whatever it's called I forgot <laughs> and I was nice. like yeah I was like bro are you serious it's been like four hours of my life trying to get this sorted like come on now the good so old-fashioned dude, dude calls me back like 10 minutes later and he's like hey I'm sorry that information is not entirely accurate our policy has changed I was like oh word okay so let's do this then so then he walks me through like what I need to send and everything. So I send it off. And then he's like, now it can take up to 120 business days. <laughs> I was like, bro, the whole reason I'm doing this is because I'm not trying to destroy my credit. So I still got to make this payment. He's like, unless you want the interest charge. I'm like, no, obviously I don't. That's why I'm calling you. I want not waste of four hours of my life. So that was a great beginning to today, day. Um, but yeah, you know, everything's cool now. I've done what I can. Uh, thank God, I had the money to at least pay off the credit for now, and maybe I'll get reimbursed in four months. So we'll see. But yeah, what did you
1: do today? Uh, nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, good. My lawnmower broke yesterday, so yeah. I was trying to find a lawnmower today, and uh, looks like lawnmowers are expensive. If you guys didn't know. Mm. Um. So yeah, uh, that's it. And I didn't deal with the little fashion runaround from the bank and a laundry person, but sounds like you need a new bank, buddy. This is the, this is my credit card bank. So this is mm. really my main bank
0: and I just opened up with them in January, I think, or February. Gotcha. So I don't know, like they've been fine, but that's, that's ridiculous. Like my main bank is Scotia. Anytime I have any problem, they're right on it. Like they help me out. Mm-hmm. So. That wasn't something I'm used to. Um, I didn't love that. But, hey, man, what can you do? And then I had the same kind of run around earlier with a different company. So that's neither here nor there. But, hey, bro, all in all, it's a beautiful day. We have had some phenomenal series so far in the second round. I'm so excited to talk about it. I say we start with the Miami Heat being up 3-1 against the Knicks. Um, at the time of recording this, it is Wednesday. They play tonight. This will be uploaded tomorrow. So, um, call it now. Do you think that the the Heat finish the series tonight in Madison Square Garden, or what you think? I think they finish it in
1: six. This would be game five, though. I know. I think that the Knicks are gonna pull something out somehow. Um, it is in Madison Square Garden. They are in desperation mode. I think that the Heat will win for sure, but I think they'll win in six, not five. Okay,
0: so I could see, we'll have to talk about Jimmy Butler in a second here, but I could see um, maybe Jalen Brunson having a big game tonight, but more realistically, I can see a Jimmy Butler-Madison Square Garden signature game than anything else. Um, and I do think that the Heat will close it out tonight, especially if you watch Game 4. The Knicks were toast, bro. They're cooked. Like Julius Randle said, maybe they want to win more. That's not really what you want to hear from your highest paid player, especially watching the lack of effort with that guy. Like, he had a decent box score in Game 4, but throughout the playoffs and throughout his playoff career, especially in New York, it has been trouble for him, bro. Like, he can't finish. He can't shoot those contested middies that sometimes he makes and sometimes he doesn't in the regular season. It's like they're all bricking in the playoffs.
1: He's a great player, but is he a great leader? That's the question.
0: And it's like your
1: your best player not being your leader. It seems like the leader is Jalen Brunson.
0: Yeah. No, no, Jalen Brunson definitely has become that leader. And you even saw it throughout kind of the regular season when Julius Randle was injured at the end of the year. Uh, Jalen mm-hmm. Brunson stepped up big and helped them really like leapfrog over the heat and the nets to end in that um five seed they're the five seed right yeah and then that five seed and that that's really a credit to him but like even Jalen Brunson man he's he's playing well but like he's not playing great enough to carry the whole team you know like it can't be one person especially someone like in his first season, who was supposed to be the second, third option on this team. Not um, against Sammy Butler. Not against Jimmy Butler, who we need to talk about. But, bro, what is with my lighting right now? I'm, like, ghostly white. Do you see this? Uh, Yeah, it
1: looks like it's coming from your window. Yeah, I've, I don't know. I can plug in this light, maybe. I can fix the Knicks' problems for them. Oh. Two words. Derrick Rose. Oh, man. You think so? I do. I think Tibbs needs to put in Derrick Rose. Why not at this point? Why not at this point? D-Rose said that he's gotten better this year, despite not playing. I believe it. I mean, the lands of what-ifs, you know? D-Rose is on the top of that list. Jimmy Butler, All right. man. Jimmy Butler, um, baby.
0: The only game that the Knicks have won in this series is the one where Jimmy didn't play. Not a coincidence. Jimmy has been carrying hard on the offensive and defensive end. This isn't anything new with him. We've seen the last – since he's gotten to Miami, really, uh, in the playoffs, except for that that shortened offseason year. Um, He carries them time and time again. But the difference in this series is – Unlike the first series against the Bugs, Jimmy's not dropping 40, 50 pieces. It's Jimmy, he's still their leading scorer, I think, in every game he's played, but he's getting others involved. The assist and the ball movement, like the passes completed, are through the roof when Jimmy's out there. And it's not just Jimmy, it's Kyle Lowry, it's Bam being aggressive now, it's Kevin Love, it's Max Strus. it's Gabe Vincent. They're all finding their stroke. And uh, I think it's kind of one of those things where You look at Jimmy's career and you think maybe he's a borderline hall of famer, right? He's been to the finals. He's been to the conference finals twice. If he goes back to the finals this year and especially if he gets his ring, I think undoubtedly in everyone else's eyes, he becomes a hall of famer. He's already that for me. Like I watch him play and I see how he carries the team outside of statistics. But I think if you give him that ring, what more could you ask for? He's a five-time All-Star, six-time All-Defensive player. He didn't make it this year, which was kind of weird. But we'll get to the defensive teams in a little bit. But what do you think about how Jimmy's been this this series and this
1: playoff run so far? I think he's been Jimmy Butler. You're going to have to say more than that. I mean, anybody that has watched him play before – especially in the playoffs, expects this from Jimmy Butler. Um, it may be a shock to media, to casuals, whatever, but this is Jimmy Butler at his best. And he has gotten his team going, which was a huge necessity. Uh, but also they've done a lot on their own too. Um, you can get them involved, but they got to make the shots. You can give them confidence, but they got to make the shots, right? So um, Kyle Lowry looks like he's not an 80-year-old man anymore, which he looked like for most of the season. Um, Yeah, he's playing well. Kevin Love, who is an 80-year-old man, does not look like it right now. Uh, Kevin Love is playing out of his mind. Without Kevin Love, the Heat aren't doing this. And, yeah, Jimmy Butler is hard-carrying, but it is five men on the court at all times. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, Jimmy's the, playing well. The, yeah. Now, go ahead. Uh, Hall of Fame, maybe. I yeah. love Jimmy. I do, but Hall of Fame is. I mean, maybe I, they put anybody in the Hall of Fame. So why not Jimmy? Jimmy should make it over a lot of these other guys. So, yeah. uh, I could see it for sure. Um, but you think with the ring, it's like no question. It's solidified with the ring, yeah. I think it has to be, um, because you know they're gonna put Kyle Lowry in there, so why not Jimmy? Yeah, and if if Lowry's a, a two-time much champion, especially. better player. Yeah, yeah. No, I
0: think the thing with Jimmy, bro, is like you're watching him play, and to your credit, like other guys are making shots, but he's he's drawing the double team and the triple team. Like he said, he's the best best effing player in the league. Double team, triple team, it don't matter. <laughs> right and that's true like you see him they're playing jimmy kind of like and i don't want to get carried away here so please don't misinterpret this but kind of yeah, like how the knicks of old used to play jordan yeah. where they would send all of their wing defenders at him, and then just be like anyone else paxton hit a <laughs> shot kerr hit a shot anyone else hit a shot right and that's how jimmy has been kind of with like the caleb martins and the like kevin loves like you're saying even cody zeller who looks like an 80-year-old man but somehow isn't, is getting minutes in the playoffs. This guy hadn't played in like a year and a half. And he was just picked up off the scrap heap like a month and a half ago. Yeah, He's getting real rotational minutes. And I think it's a it's a credit, obviously, to Coach Spo as well. I don't want to overlook him. He's been the best coach in the playoffs, definitely. Uh, out Bud, and he's out-coaching Tibbs pretty easily right now. But at the end of the day, big-time players make big-time plays. And I can see – like right now, bro, it's hard not to imagine a world where the Heat go back to the finals, honestly. Jeez. Okay. Who do you have beating them? The Sixers. Okay, so let's talk about that. They, uh, they went up 3-2 last night, which was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. But you have called – Sixers and five, obviously, now it would be six earliest, seven possibly. How do you feel right now about your prediction and just
1: how your home team is playing? I don't think people understand how much I dislike Boston and the 76ers. If both teams could lose, that would be wonderful. Um, But let's face it, there are two amazing players on both sides of that series right now. Um, And Joel Embiid, James Harden, are out playing Jason Tatum. Maybe not Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum. And I don't know, I said this last time, and I did get some text about it, but Boston is gonna be Boston of New, not the old Boston. When it was the 40s and 50s, and they're winning everything. It is the new Boston where we get close, but we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. And some of that at some point, as great of a player as he is, has to fall on Jason Tatum. Yeah, it has I, to. Yeah, I agree. That's your number one, that's your leader. That's, I, I mean, it falls on Jokic, right? It falls on LeBron, falls on Steph. It's gotta fall on Jason Tatum and we can use the oh he's young thing for a long time, but you saw it with Luca this year. And Luca's younger, I think. I think they're same. The so, I think they're both twenty four. I mean, if we're gonna hold Luca to a standard with mm-hmm. the team he has, we definitely need to hold Jason Tatum to that standard. Yeah. And the Sixers as a whole are outplaying the Celtics. Um yeah. Tyrese Maxey just had like 30 points or yeah, something. Tyrese Maxey had his best playoff game. PJ Tucker is is the X factor, man. Nobody's PJ Tucker is amazing, and I'll say this for life: he is one of the most underrated players. He's a name. he's not gonna. It's huh. Here's a
0: name for you. Here's a guy who played with PJ Tucker and James Harden on those Rockets teams. Danielle House. You remember that guy? He just came out of nowhere and had a, an impactful game yesterday. It's like game five in all of these series. A coach will just throw out someone who's not been playing the whole playoffs and they do something big. You see it. You saw it in um, and, and the Lonnie Walker game, right? You've seen
1: it throughout the playoffs. Like just a random role player will come you out. Saw, you saw Le Cap saying, how do you Lonnie Walker is going to have a big game? I ridiculous Um, but that's a that's a whole nother thing (laughs) but um yeah I mean I think the Sixers are out playing I think um the Sixers the Celtics are being outcoached and this is something we've talked about yeah but Joe Missoula inherited a great team yeah and they're doing the same thing they did last year they're gonna fall short again Joe Missoula can't call timeouts when timeouts are supposed to be called he said he wanted two going down the stretch he had to he didn't call him and that overtime loss to the Sixers Mm -hmm. and they came back is the crazy thing the Sixers were up by like 16 you're gonna put in all that work and still lose because your coach is bad having Marcus Smart shooting the last shot of the fourth the last shot of overtime okay I like Marcus Smart I do but you're not gonna have your all-stars shoot that shot You're not gonna have your three-point percentage high, like it
0: just yeah. Rogden and Derek White were both up there for three-point percentage. Al Horford had a bad game last year. I have a question. You remember Robert Williams? Mm -hmm. The guy who was like instrumental to them going to the finals last year? Where is he at? He's averaging six and a half rebounds per game and nearly I mean, nearly six and a half rebounds per game and six and a half points per game. He's playing 21 minutes this postseason and I think some of that is because of him with foul trouble and maybe being out of shape with an injury that began his season but that's also again a reflection on Joe Mazzullo and you have to wonder without Horford having a stinker last night over 7 from 3 are you going to try to give Robert Williams those minutes like it, yes you're going to get fouls you're playing against Joe Allen Bede the best big man at drawing fouls in the game in the last 20 years. But you have six fouls to give each game, right? Between him and Horford, and then they can run out a third center if they want. I think they have Muscala. That's 18 fouls. You're going to have to take some. Robert Williams needs to be playing if you want to have even a shot at slowing down indeed, who after a poor game two where he was coming back from that injury has been on fire, averaging over 30 a game since. And um, where, where two of those three games wins, right? So – I don't know if you Joe Mazzulla. if you're the Celtics, then you have to try something else. The thing with Jalen Brown, yes, he's shooting better percentage-wise than Tatum. He's not getting the shots down the stretch, which you and I have talked about. But the real problem is, and the reason why maybe they're not calling plays for him. Number one, the Celtics don't run plays, which is crazy. But also, you don't know. If he's going to take it to the hole or if he's going to turn it over, it's pretty much a 50 50 chance at this point. And this has kind of been his problem. Like, I'm his, his- he's no Jordan Poole, okay? No but- Jordan Poole, but he can't handle. And this has kind of been his biggest knock throughout the, his career, really. But last year in the playoffs, that was a problem. Um, you, We talk about Tatum going ghost and he needs some accountability there. I agree. Because in the finals, Tatum was, was you know, to blame. A- but Jalen Brown is is turning it over more than him with a lower usage percentage. So it's really on both of them.
1: Yeah, but Jalen Brown should not be – you have – basically you're running four guards in the center most of the time, the mm-hmm. Celtics are. So there's other people that can be handling the ball. Let's – again, this falls on coaching. Let's set some plays where Jalen Brown is cutting a back pick, whatever, yeah. and he has to take one or two dribbles. and. And yeah. can get that layup or he can spot up shoot. Like let's let's not I mean that's coaching, right? Like you see it, that it is adjust. coaching
0: some, but also you hear like you see the Jalen Brown interviews where he's saying, I want more plays ran through me. Like I want more ball handling responsibility. And it's kind of a combination of of a, several things. Coaching, not having play calls to your point, and then also maybe not immaturity, but maybe lack of awareness on Jalen Brown's part for his strengths and weaknesses. I know he has kind of wanted to prove over the last year or so that he can be the number one guy. Um, but right now in the It's like Bradley
1: Bill and John Wall is what it reminds me of. Kinda, yeah. Or even Jimmy and Derrick Rose for, for And here's here's my thing though. This is why I hate Joe Mazzulla. You're not gonna adjust. You hate him. As a coach, you're not gonna adjust how you play these guys. Yeah, like that's that is your that's your one and only job. Did you not just watch the Buck series? You don't have to play 40 minutes every game. You have to adjust, coach run plays. They don't run plays. He doesn't adjust. He rarely calls timeouts when they're supposed to be called. Like, I don't understand it. Yeah, I, no, I I'm with you. So you do
0: think that the Sixers will close it out here uh, going back to Philly?
1: Yeah, I do. And if they close it out sooner, I'll be happy. Yeah, well, that was the next game is in Philly. Um,
0: West Coast. West Coast. Where do you want to start? There's a, a 3-2 series and a 3-1 series. We'll start with the 3-1 series. Okay. Um, are you one of the believers who thinks that The Warriors, they've come back 3-1 before against KD's Thunder. Um, They want their revenge on LeBron coming back 3-1. Or do you subscribe to the idea of the Lakers
1: can put this away? I think that's tonight, right? Game five? Maybe. I don't know. It would be poetic justice, but I don't know. Do I want the Warriors to win? Yes and no. I want the Warriors to win on a personal level. But I would rather play the Lakers as a Nuggets fan. Um, A D and Jokic have some history. I think it'd be a great game. Um, I don't know, man. I just don't know. I I will not count the Warriors out of anything. Right. But three one, you gotta win three in a row against granted, and old in Dylan Brooks terms, an old LeBron. Yeah. But AD, and pieces around that. Yeah. Um, I just am not so sure it can get done. And I think I had the Warriors winning this series, and I want them to. But three in a row is a tall task. It is, yeah. And, And to your
0: point, like, yes, LeBron obviously is not the top player of the league like he has been for the last 15 years. But the last few years, he hasn't been that. He is still sharp as ever. And uh, I think I was talking to you about in game four, that fourth quarter, he was just like running down the clock like a quarterback. Like you, you see the uh, Super Bowl this year, right? What they do, they ran out the clock to win it. So LeBron was running out the clock and searching for the mismatch on Curry because Curry was fatigued because he had been carrying all series, all postseason, and especially mm-hmm. in that game, no one else had it going. So he was asking him to – Steve Curry was asking him to carry the offense LeBron saw that and said, let me work his on defense. So, yeah, cool. LeBron and you have Lonnie Walker both going straight at Curry throughout the fourth quarter. And, and the uh, IQ doesn't go away. The right. IQ doesn't go away, right? That, that's where I was going. Like, LeBron is – even, like, now he's adding to his repertoire of things to pull out, right, in the postseason. And AD has been pretty good, all things considered, be it still inconsistent. He's, he's been better than any of the Warriors bigs easily throughout this series. And behind Curry, I think the Lakers have the best, have had the best probably three, maybe four players in this series. They've had LeBron, AD, D'Lo has been pretty good. And then whoever that fourth guy is for the Lakers on any given night, he's outplaying whoever it is on the Warriors. Like Clay has had an awful series, especially the two games in LA. Jordan Poole has been unplayable. Literally, he did not play in the fourth quarter. He was an over in the last game. Gary Payton the second was was good, but like if you're asking Gary Payton the second to be your second best player in the playoffs, it's not a good sign. Andrew Wiggins uh, has been fine, but he's not been as impactful as last year. Probably still some mental fatigue or, or things weighing on his brain from the personal
1: life that he's had in the last six months. But like but you you have three, three or four players that all have like multi-year hundred million dollar contracts. Yeah. Um, where are they? Yeah. I only like, see one right
0: now. Exactly.
1: Like, and that's like
0: guys that you're paying, so, whose contract hasn't even kicked in yet until next season is not playable right now in the playoffs.
1: And Jordan. Paul- and let's let's be realistic. Steph is six two six three. Yeah. Like, is there's not a lot of defense. That's going on that's going to be able to stop a 6'9, 240 pound no. LeBron James or no. a seven foot AD. Like, and the Lakers are bigger. The Lakers have been playing well. The Warriors are not knocking down their threes, but that's why I say I never count the Warriors out. Next game, everybody could yeah. be hitting. Clay could have 40 and a quarter. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Right. But that's game to game is the thing. To win three in a row is going to be a difficult feat. Do I think they could do it? Yeah. But uh, I'm going to have to like switch and say, I think the Lakers are just going to power through. Yeah. Well, here's the hope of your Warriors fan. You remember
0: the three one series in 2016 very well against the Cavs. That first couple games when they were, were up two nothing, Curry was like not making anything. It was your role players. It was Sean Lemmingston. It was Barbosa. It was Mo Buckets. Those guys were giving you big games. Those guys were giving you the Lonnie Walker games. So if you're a Warriors fan, then you know, those guys flamed out, which means the Lakers role players definitely could flame out. The other, the unfortunate thing though, is, uh, they traded for guys like Malik Beasley, who we haven't even mentioned, I think in any of these playoff podcasts, um, you gotta imagine he's gonna have a good game at some point. So is it gonna be against the Warriors? Maybe, maybe not. But you have I think you have to play with all desperation. I think they do win game five tonight in the Bay, uh or in Oakland now, I guess. And maybe game six. I'm never gonna count out the Warriors either. I still see this going seven. But I, I it's it's hard, bro. Like. I was thinking on the that. one hand, if it's seven in Oakland, you want to say Warriors, but they lost game seven in the Bay to LeBron already one time. So it's really hard to tell. I, I'm still going to say Warriors in seven. I'm just going to give a hot take and see what happens. But I Curry's been the best player in this series at the end of the day. So I guess whenever you're unsure, you should always bet on the best player.
1: I mean, and let's be realistic, how long is AD going to play well? True. How long? It's not. The scary thing, though, for the Warriors is,
0: even though LeBron's played well, you haven't had a LeBron game. He hasn't given you 40
1: yet. Not yet. It's only fitting to end with who we're going to end with. Suns Nuggets.
0: Suns dropped game five last night in Denver. Uh, the Nuggets go up 3 2. Big Michael Porter Jr. first quarter. This is your team,
1: though. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Kale got a text at like 10 40 that said, I hate the Nuggets. Um, go up 15 or 16 in the first quarter. End it halftime up three. If Devin Booker would have gotten that shot off a little bit earlier. We would have been tied at halftime, but came out in the third quarter, really punched them in the mouth, got under their skin. Devin Booker is still extremely immature, um, and it showed. Um, and that's what I can't believe I'm agreeing with him, but Charles Barkley said Devin Booker kept his composure really well in the second quarter at halftime, and he did. And that was, like, a little worrisome. Um, and then third quarter, we just absolutely lit them up. But we played amazing defense in the third quarter. And the difference between Joe Mazzulla and Mike Malone is the adjustments, is making sure that we do our best. I mean, this yeah. is KD and Devin Booker. They're going to get points,
0: yeah,
1: right? Like KD, top five shooter ever. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to get points. But we did a really good job of being physical, Being tenacious and just staying with Devin Booker, staying with Kevin Durant. And what I love, Landry Schammett, the trash player he is, (laughs) decided to get underneath Jamal Murray's skin because he had one game where he scored more than 10 points. Now he feels like he's a big dog. It was a bad Uh, decision, my man. That was a bad decision
0: on Monty Williams' part because – You had Jamal is one of those players. A lot of players are like this, but Jamal is someone who looks for motivation. And you, you take out the only person who could kind of guard him, and you put
1: in Landry Shamit. That's a bad move, man. I it was, it was over. Um, and you could see the frustration just build and build and build. Um, yeah. At halftime, I hated the Nuggets in the third quarter. I was like, it's good to be a Nuggets fan. Um, What about Bruce Brown? Bruce Brown played amazing. I love Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is a key to this whole thing. And if people don't think that, they're not watching. Bruce Brown played great. Bruce Brown uh, twice in a row. I saw a defensive stop go and get the bucket. And what he does is he's a motor, and he'll just go which is sometimes good, sometimes bad for us. But what he did was, I think the Suns went on like a 7-2 run. It was getting close. First round just took the ball and went to the cup. Um, and one of the things we did really well, um, sort of on Monty Williams, also for playing Kevin Durant the entire first half, was get Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in foul trouble early. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think uh, Jay
0: Skeets from No Dunk said that, KD had, like, the worst 26-11-7 game in NBA history. Like, you look at the box score, and honestly, I think this has been the case throughout the series for KD. You look at the box score, except for, like, game three, I think it was, Uh, and, like, KD has good numbers, but you watch him play, and the eye test says, this dude's struggling. Like, he's not playing well. He's not hitting those Kevin Durant jumpers. It's weird. I think I think it's a combination of Booker's been incredible this postseason, and maybe he doesn't want to get in his way. Maybe it's coming from the coaching staff, or maybe it's just because it's a new team, and he doesn't want to, like, overshadow. I don't know. But at the end of the day, like you said, KD's one of the best players ever, right? He's in some people's top 10. He's in my top 20, at least. He's one of the best players ever. And he's kind of struggling low-key, despite having good numbers. And I think um, Michael Porter Jr. hitting five threes in the first quarter kind of got in his head a little bit or kind of rattled the suns for sure and uh Jokic even though he was struggling at halftime I don't know if, if um Mike Malone laid it into his stars at halftime or what but both of them came out on fire like determined they were on a mission Jokic had a, a crazy third quarter did he miss in the third quarter it was, it was nothing but buckets for both. Uh, I of them.
1: think it was four of 14
0: at halftime or something like something that. Something crazy. And then he ended up shooting like, what,
1: 60% or something for the game? Sounds right. I mean, that's yeah. Jokic style. He had a triple double. Yeah, he passed um,
0: Will for, for all time triple doubles from the center position in the playoffs. So,
1: yeah, uh, his interview, he said, oh, cool. <laughs> We're Shaq uh, on the list. Classic Jokic style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he I... said, Shaq, how many times have you done that? <laughs> Yeah, that was um no man, I mean, what can I say? We gotta win on the road.
0: Yeah. Do you think you win six? Yeah, I do. Okay.
1: So far the home team has won every game this series. It's been a great series, honestly. It has been a great series. Uh I don't I'm not saying Devin Booker's gonna cool off. I think he'll have a big game. Um he I off think a bit he, last night. He did. He didn't his shooting percentage wasn't great. Um, I think KD will have a good game, game six, but I think those role players may not, which is a bold statement because yeah, they're home. the bench and role players always play better in the playoffs at home. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, really the Nuggets when you – I mean, I watch them all the time, so you wouldn't know this if you didn't watch them. But at any point, what we can do and what we should continue to do MPJ first half, Bruce Brown second half, right? Like game one or two, KCP, okay? And then Christian Brown is so, so deceptively good. He played great defense on KD. He played great defense on Devin Booker last game. Um, He's young. He's not that big but he plays like every coach's dream player. And that's why he gets time over Reggie Jackson, Thomas Bryant, all those guys, you know? So, um, yeah, I yeah. think I think we'll be okay. AG has been playing efficient. He's not getting the ball
0: as much. Yeah, he's playing AG, AG hasn't been maybe like that borderline all-star we saw earlier this season, but he's still been good in his role. Uh, I want to make this point real quick before we run out of time, but I've said this to you several times. I want to say on the on the pod, Christian Brown reminds me a lot of Io DeSumo. And uh, I'm excited for his career for for Denver. As long as they keep him around, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that the Nuggets can close out on game six. I'm still going to have this one going seven. But I think, as I said before, I have the Nuggets in 7 Um, been a great series. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that does it for us for this episode. We will be back next week to talk about the conference finals because uh, every team should be done with their series for round two. Trevor, anything that you'd like to say to the people before we go? Go Nuggets, baby. This man's on his go Nuggets. I think that's like four in a row, but we will (laughs) holler at y'all soon. As always, peace, love, and pixie dust.